You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome to Waking Bake from San Diego, where sports betting meets marijuana. I'm Leaf. And I'm Low. And, and here's Chess. Thanks, guys. You know what? I'm really excited. This is the last show of the year for us. Not technically the season, just for the year because we're taking some time off for championshipfootballs.com and other things. But when we come back, I'm telling you right now, Leaf and Lowe's involvement in the show is going to kick it up a notch. They're going to they're gonna really be great. But I think it's just beautiful that we get for the last show of the year, we get some soccer time with with Hector because it's it's like going to be four years from now when we do a show that we're going to be able to talk to World Cup again. Of course, it'll be here then, but how has your World Cup been? My World Cup's been awesome other than Mexico didn't make it out of the group stage, even though they came close and almost pulled it out. The miracle against Saudi Arabia, they needed three goals and they almost pulled it out. Other than that, I got some of the teams that I always follow. They're still in it. France, England, they're still like that Cinderella story with Morocco that beat Spain. So everybody's now jumping on the Morocco bandwagon. So, yeah, dude, there's a bunch of teams that I'm interested in, supporter of the underdog, so I'm hoping Morocco, if not goes all the way, at least makes it to the semis. To say it was exciting is really an, an understatement. But I think for me, the best part about it is because where we live and where it was, I was actually at 4.20 in the morning. I was actually watching a soccer game. The bottom line is, in, in my house, if, like, the game stops and there's 4.20 left on the clock in any sport, you know, somebody might, one of my wife, even my wife will say, she's not a, she's not a big cannabis girl, but she'll say it. Uh, my kids always will say it. We laugh about it. but And then whenever it's 4.20, it's 4.20. Well, you know, with the show, as you know, we, we talk about where it's 4.20 anywhere, but... There's just not a lot of opportunities I get to be up at 4.20 a.m. in Pacific time in San Diego unless soccer is involved. Yeah, and a bunch of the bars and restaurants were open, especially in downtown and Pacific Beach. So obviously the Brazilians, they always pack those places and everybody was into it. doesn't matter what time it was. Yeah, and, and that's the beauty of it. When it's 4.20 in the morning, you really don't need a lot of wake and bake. You really don't. But those places couldn't serve booze. So that's where those gummies really do come in handy, those wanna gummies, because it's 4.20 in the morning. But we have seen some upsets and some surprises. You talk about your team. I had Germany. I had my real money on Germany. They got knocked home early, too. But it really is wild to see when those good teams play, how good they are, huh? Yeah, when they're clicking, man, it's like almost watching a piece of art, artwork in motion, dude, especially when... Or a, vi- or a video game. Or a video game. Because yeah, I've seen France, my kids play no... the soccer video games. Yeah, man. teams out there that when they're clicking offensively, dude, it's like, it's like watching the Mona Lisa in action. And you really do. If you think about it, in basketball, if you go one-on-one, you get crucified, right? They criticize you. Uh, you know, like uh, Iverson or the guy from Syracuse that went to the Knicks. I forget his name. He's, he's on the Lakers for a while. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in soccer, when they do it, it's like watching the Mona Lisa. It really is. It's amazing. We had a good final. Hopefully, I think a lot of teams left are still pretty even. Even Morocco beating Spain, I think they're still, 
I mean, people think of him like, as like a dark horse. I really don't because I think the African teams were due to have a team make it a long way. So luckily, it'll be a good representative from Africa. Well, as you know, we've talked about it all the time. Those wooden things around that net, they're not that wide. They're not that big. And yet they come into play so often. And that's all it takes is a header that goes off the post or a header that goes in. Yeah, it's a game of inches, kind of like American football, dude. One inch here, an inch there, like a miscommunication. It'll cost you four years of work. I feel bad, even for the U.S. team. I mean, Netherlands were like obviously the better team and had more experience than these guys. I think the U.S. team was the second youngest in the league. So... And Netherlands hasn't lost a game since like 2020 or some shit. So, yeah, dude. It's well, and they, and the USA did. The USA did look like kids out there against men, because as you know, some of these guys are Tom Brady's age, for heaven's sakes. Yeah, exactly. And they've been together for a while. So, yeah, it would be interesting to see what happens. Well, we, uh, what we'll do when we come back, that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to look at the rest of it, because this is the last show of the year. So the World Cup will be long gone by the time we come back after New Year's. So you're listening to Soccer Time with Hector on Wake and Bake. We will be right back. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the last 2020 Wake and Bake edition of Soccer Time with Hector. But Hector, thank you very much for uh, coming in and, and, and getting us through the USL season and talking some World Cup with us. So let's do this. Got a half a segment. I want to talk about two things because I was lucky enough, as you were, to not only watch the game you know, by myself or my family, I also went out to a bar, and we went out to the Shakespeare Pub in Little Italy, which is at the end of Little Italy, but that's a Brazilian joint. And you mentioned the Brazilian joint. Hector, you know, you met Vicky before. I, she was blown away. She had no idea because she has an American football uh, fan, and she knows that passion. And actually, you know, the Americans really believe they have passion for their sports. But you guys know, you're from Mexico. It's different. Yeah, it's a different vibe. It's, a, it's almost like a cultural upbringing. Even before you can walk, kids are like getting soccer balls as gifts. It's already part of your heritage, part of your culture. And yeah, I don't want to compare the two because the Super Bowl is a great thing. So what would happen? Super Bowls at once because it's only every four years. Right, exactly. What would happen here what is if happen? they made the Santa Claus movie for a Spanish audience and they redid it, they would be doing soccer balls and hula hoops at the end. They wouldn't be doing baseball bats and hula hoops. That's yeah. really the difference right there. All right, so let's yeah, look at Friday. Croatia, Brazil, Netherlands, Argentina, those two games. So there's eight teams left. We're going to try to go through them. Who's going to win the Croatia-Brazil game? I think Croatia is going to give them a a lot to handle. They're great defensively. There's one of those old-school European teams that, like, they're hard to score on. They're right there, dude. Once you have the ball, they're like, they don't give you an inch, dude. They're like, really, like, one-on-one kind of defense. But I think Brazil, you know, they're like, the way they're playing right now, um, Neymar and his rest of his teammates are like just clicking unstoppable. At this point, it'd be I, I would say, I don't know what the exact odds are right now. I haven't checked out the line, but it'd be a, well, probably like one of the biggest upsets if we were to pull it off. I don't think they will. I think they're still with them for like the first half and maybe the start of the second half. But once those substitutions come in and and Brazil gets their chemistry going during the game, they're like an avalanche, dude. They're they're like almost unstoppable. So unless Croatia gets an early goal and they just play defense the whole time and just kick the ball. The other side of the field, I think Brazil is going to pull away and they're going to win this one three to one. Yeah, and it makes sense. Netherlands, Argentina. Netherlands, Argentina. That's that's one I want to see, dude. One of the vivid memories that I have was 1998 when they played each other. I think it was about this in the quarterfinals. Netherlands beat them two to one. It was one of those games that was really physical, different styles of play. But now 
Netherlands plays almost a zillion teams, like an Argentina teams in terms of their tactics and in terms of their style of play. Really fast break offense. They're not just like defending all the time and just hoping for a counterattack. Argentina's they always got Messi, but I think, you know, Messi, he's not at the same level. Obviously, he still has scored some goals this time around, and he definitely wants to get that thing off his monkey off his back, as they say, and that comparison with Maradona that he's never won a World Cup. So, uh, but I think Netherlands is just like clockwork. I think they've lo- they haven't lost a game in like 20 matches, dude. And we saw what they did to the U.S., even though the U.S. is in Argentina in soccer. But I think Netherlands has too much and they're too balanced of a team. If you stop Messi, it's like stopping half of their offense right now for Argentina. So I think it'll be close. It'll be closer than the Brazil game. But I think uh, Netherlands is going to pull this one off uh, two to one. And then near Portugal, Morocco. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's a great story, but they're playing Portugal. Yeah, Portugal just destroyed uh, Switzerland 6-1. to one, And they didn't have Ronaldo most of the game. They had him on the bench, dude. You can just imagine what they would. They probably would have won 10-1 to one if he was playing. And Morocco, obviously, they're still riding high. They're playing with house money right now. They beat Spain in penalty kicks. And their goalkeeper's playing, like, ridiculous. There's, like, out of his mind right now, uh, Bono. But uh, I think it'll be close as well. I think it'll be this close. I think it'll go to extra time. And then overtime, Portugal's going to score that one goal. Morocco's defense is super legit. They stopped Spain from scoring, and Spain scored seven goals in their first game. So uh, I think they'll keep it close. I think at the end, I think Portugal is going to score one in extra time, and the Cinderella story is going to end uh, one to nothing in favor of Portugal. And then finally, France-England. Everybody's talking about this one. They, I, don't, I don't know how many times they faced each other in the World Cup. I, I mean, I've been watching the World Cup since I was like 10, and I remember them facing each other. But I think uh, England, everybody's, you know, England's like, oh, the English Premier League, and they got some great players. They I mean... They didn't look that good against the U.S., but the U.S. played probably their best game of the of the tournament against England, and uh, then they uh, they started playing better as this as the tournament went on. Uh, they obviously blew out Senegal, even though Senegal had a couple chances early. If they would have scored one of those, maybe it would have been a different scenario. But France is like Brazil, dude. That's one of those teams that once they start clicking their offense, uh, it's like impossible. They're like almost in turbo mode the whole time, dude, and that's for them. That's like pacing themselves and for everybody else it's in a different kind of level a different kind of speed i don't even think it's gonna be that close dude i think france is gonna pull this one out and they're gonna they're a better team to complete than england and they're gonna win this one uh three to one that game is the closest game in terms of the odds morocco's plus 500 to portugal's minus 150 argentina's plus 119 netherlands plus 281 brazil minus 270 and croatia as you mentioned the long shot plus 821 buddy enjoy the games we will Catch up to you after the new year. So happy new year. Happy new year. Merry Christmas and talk to you soon. You're you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Sports Betting Weekly. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Fuck, got money on my mind. Welcome to, of course, what is the last Sports Betting Weekly of 2022. We've got Chris D. from the MD Show. Now, Chris, it is the last show of the year for us. It's not the last show of the season. We will be back sometime after the New Year's, but due to business and a couple of, well, the holidays, both are falling on weekends, so I'm not afraid to work, but I'm not afraid to not work either. <laughs> and, and we're not talking about there's going to be no waking and baking. We're just not going to be a show. <laughs> so Exactly, Chaz. Depending on what time of the day um we're recording it's different but but we do it uh you and i during the the game it, it is hallelujah hallelujah where that the volcano was spewing some serious stuff over there in hawaii i don't know if you saw about that that would ruin a good day if you had lava coming into your backyard hawaii's great and all but volcanoes don't move you know what i mean 
Yeah, that's not going to be super enjoyable. I don't think people are really getting excited about waking up to a volcano. No way. And and if you've ever seen pictures of molten lava, man, I wouldn't want to do molten lava on edibles. That could be dangerous. (laughs) Look, it's moving. It changes shapes. It changes colors. What's the difference in a Friday night, right? Yes, it's true. All right, so we um we are going to talk. You know, it's funny. I'm not going to have any shows, but I'm I'm going to still be talking to you guys on Fridays on the uh, the uh, Belly Up Sports Network with uh, Dan and Chris on the MD Show. I've had a nice little run of giving winners in our parlay, and yet I'm still taking my hands and tearing that ticket up. So we got to we got to work something out. I think last week it fell on you. It's been some struggles. The Seattle team has kind of been uh, my struggle. I have a soft spot for that team, and they have not been covering. As a- well, you know what? It's so funny because uh, John from GMF Sports had that problem with the Raiders. Now, he's unfortunately using them on not just a, a three-team pilot like us. He's putting them in for his picks at the Circa, which is, you know, like a thousands of dollars worth of bets every year. You got to, you know, it's a to get into the contest and at some point in time yeah you have to say either it's you you're not reading this team right because if you don't bet them and they win and then you bet them and they lose then it's you if you're betting them every week and they're losing then 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 you got to look in the mirror and say okay you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's not they're the doing team. pretty good right now though i mean the raiders were when they have four games in a row they pulled it off so he's probably yeah, feeling pretty yeah. good about that right now It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how they do. But so let's do this. Let's talk. We're going to cover a game here in the the first segment. Then we'll come back and talk a couple games in the second segment. But I did want to ask you, did did you get kind of swooped into the World Cup at all? I got pulled in initially. And as all the, uh, as I would say, the good teams chats that I cared about, I got eliminated. It lost my interest. I'll be honest. I'm not one of those underdog fans necessarily all the time. I like to see good sports and I like to see the best team play. So as you know, I kind of watched it uh, unfold. It was definitely interesting. The underdog was definitely the team to kind of ride throughout that seemed like. Well, yeah, and and, and it was funny um, because you know I'm a USA guy as much as the the rest of them. But the bottom line is, you know, I, I have no problem betting England if I think they're the better team. And of course, the, um, in that game, the USA came and bit me in the butt. So I backed off uh, on their last game uh, and when they got shut out and eliminated. But I did get swept up. I got sucked right in because it really and, and you know out here it's so early. I mean, it's early where you are, but it's really early out here. We're talking, you know, 5 a.m., 2 a.m., some of the games are going off. Uh, so you really, if you wanted to make an effort. But I did get to go to a Brazil bar for one of okay. the games, and it was pretty wild. And, and you know, I, I told uh, Hector, because he's from Mexico, you know, the bottom line is Americans think they're passionate about their sports, but they know nothing compared to what the soccer fans are like. Hey, drinking tips are any kind of, you know, secrets or things that they do when they have, you know, the team scores a goal or anything. No, they do. They, they don't stop. They they were saying, you know, and, and my son's learning Portuguese because he's actually headed for Brazil Tuesday. That's one of the reasons I'm not doing a show next week, too. His wife's there. He's going to Brazil to see his wife. She's dealing with actually the immigration stuff that you read about. We're living it. She can't get back in the country. She was there oh, wow, four really? years. She left for a little bit and she can't get back in. So, um, but, the, you know, they're going to work it out and they're just... They're they got to just be patient, and there's not much they can do. But he speaks he speaks some Portuguese, and even he couldn't understand them because there's like there's chants and there's other things like that. Um, and his uh, his wife's family is not really a big soccer family down there in Brazil. However, you know when they're playing in the World Cup, everybody becomes a when your country.
countries in the World Cup, it really it's a it's a different story. It really is, you know. Yeah. But I'll tell you one thing, the total strangers are hugging you and high fiving and they're they're painting their faces and they're and my wife went and Vicky had never experienced anything like that. And, and she was just blown away. She was blown away. It was just it was so much passion, you could feel it in the room. And and when we were there, it was a I think they they ended up winning the game. It was the the, the uh, bicycle kick game. Did you remember that's the the guy did the bicycle kick? Uh, I did not get to catch that, but I did. Oh no, man, I did he was like Pele. It. I mean, he really uh, did it. It was like live in the game. It was so so incredible. The place just erupted. I love you know you're in a good place, Chris, when the beer on your table shakes when something happens in the game. You know that's a good Absolutely. place. Absolutely. You know, you're in a rocking environment. Absolutely. A, a lot of fun. All right, so give us a, give us a, a, the first game for the NFL we're going to talk about. Well, I'll tell you where some things aren't rocking for the home teams, and that's the Chargers. Uh, I don't think the Chargers still haven't really established that they are at home in Los Angeles. Um, you know, you're in the San Diego area, so maybe you have some feelings about that. I know Vicky has shared, uh, you shared on our show about some of Vicky's feelings about the Chargers. This week, I am going against the Chargers, and I'm going Dolphins as one of my lock bets of the week. I think the Dolphins are going to be able to take the Chargers team. I know it looked bad for the Dolphins last week, but one of the things that's really excited about this week is they're facing not a Bosa on the Chargers because he's currently injured, so as long as they're not facing him, the pass rush isn't going to get there at home. Dolphins will score points. Chargers defense is not good. Chargers will match, but I think ultimately Dolphins cover, and that's one of my lock parts. Yeah, I don't know what the translation for Bosa is and the natural language that it was in originally, but it must mean person who tackles well, because those kids are incredible, aren't they? Yes, it also means get paid well for tackling well. And of course, that game finds them at home in SoFi, where they rent, so they're renters at home, uh, getting points, right? They're getting points. Yes, and, you, and like I said, you you know it's, you're not going to feel that same kind of environment you experience for a soccer game. At the, you know, it's basically the home team is not the home team when it comes to the Chargers. Yeah, when you when you get booed coming out to your own stadium, it's got to make you think about it. <laughs> no doubt about it. All right, when we get back from break, what are we going to do? Uh, you know, we're going to talk some more NFL football because we are talking to Chris from the MD Show here on Sports Betting Weekly on Wake and Bake. Welcome back to Sports Betting Weekly here on Wake and Bay. Chris, we were talking about uh, the World Cup and, and getting up early. And in our family, and I, I mentioned this to, to Hector, we, you know, we really do make fun of the whole 420. If a game is stopped at a commercial break with four minutes and 20 seconds left in the quarter, someone in my house will mention. Even Vicky does it now. And even though she's not a big canvas girl, uh, she does it now. But one thing about waking and baking at four o'clock in the morning when you're getting up to watch a soccer game is you got to be careful because you can nod off pretty easy, <laughs> right? Yeah, especially if you're, you're smoking any of that indica stuff. Man, well, in gonna... the couch is not necessarily a bad description of that stuff. No, not at all. And what's, what's actually getting you up, up at 4 o'clock in the morning, Chad? Because for myself, if I'm going to get up, it's got to be worth it. Well, no, that it was because, you know, we were we, we uh, the kids real. My kids really got into uh, World Cup and my oldest is he's a pretty loud sports watcher. So there's no way I was sleeping in the same house with him. So I just got up and, and joined the party, you know, and it was we had a lot of fun. Makes for a long day. We used to, a long day. When you start your day at 430, makes for a long day. If you get up to go to work and you're used to it, it's one thing. But, you know, when you're setting your alarm to get up to go smoke 
smoke a bowl and watch soccer, eh, you really can't complain that you had a long day. <laughs> you're not going to find too many sympathetic ears, you know? It's kind of like easing yourself into the pool. You know, you warm yourself into the morning and just kind of just close Exactly. Seize the day. Is that, I think that's what they say. All right, let's talk a, a, a little more NFL. You got a couple more games you said. Yeah, so one of these teams that's going to look to seize the day is the New York Jets take on the Buffalo Bills. Um, the Bills are getting 10 points at home. I know that the Jets didn't win last week, but I think they showed out well against Minnesota in Minnesota. I think this game is going to be closer than people expected to be. Buffalo hasn't blown out anybody. I think people are forgetting, you know, recently the Thanksgiving game where we're all eating stuff ourselves with turkeys or lasagnas and sausage in your case. Um, and I think that, you know, we actually got to see that, the, you know, this Buffalo team is not the same team it was in the beginning of the season. So I think the number they're getting at 10 at home, why I think people have an idea what the Jets are. The Jets are a competitive team and they're going to keep us closer than that. Buffalo wins, but I think the Jets with the 10 points. They had a shot at the game, at the end of the game, to win that game. I mean, they played that team tough, and they could have folded easy because they were down early by a couple touchdowns. They could have folded, and they did not fold. If 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 that coach isn't a godsend for that franchise, there there isn't one. Well, you're not going to get me to comment on that necessarily because I'm not a big fan of the coach. But what I will say is that their defense has gotten really good, and it's been a completely different defense they're going to be facing than they faced earlier in Buffalo. So I think this is well, you know, and and with coaches chris there's different levels of coaching there's there's certain guys that can turn a, a place around and get it going in the right direction but can't get them over the hump and and it's always funny because sometimes the new coach they'll bring in will have instant success and get him over that hump and they'll say you know well you know the other guy could have done it no the other guy couldn't have done it but he, this guy who got him over the hump couldn't have got them from a four and twelve program to where the Jets are now because the Jets are not even in last place in the AFC East. And that, that you know, that's been where they've resided recently. Yes, they definitely have. I guess like for myself, the GM's done a tremendous job and I almost feel like this, this coaching staff can't mess it up in a sense. This is a really talented team being four and 12 and not horrible for such a long period of time. You get a lot of draft picks, you get a lot of players, ultimately you get a lot of talent. So the Jets are loaded with talent. I think people kind of forget that because this isn't the same old Jets. No doubt. And, you know, sooner or later, you got to pick somebody right. right? I mean, you could have 10 picks in a row, but if they're all wrong, it doesn't matter. All right, one more game. All right. So the other game I'm going to go with, go with the Detroit-Minnesota game. Uh, I talked about, the, you know, Thanksgiving, how you know, exciting it was to kind of see Buffalo and Detroit go back and forth. This Detroit team has been very big competitive. has been very competitive over the last month and a half. Um, they've kind of found themselves, and their offense in particular is getting healthy. I think this game's going to be a very high-scoring game, so I'm going to take the over. I know it's 51 points, but I'm going to take the over in this game because both the Vikings and Detroit can both score points. It's going to be a dome game. I love the opportunity to try to run over this game. Ding, ding, ding. We got to get a, I got to get a bell. Ding, 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 ding. I don't have a bell, but I'll just ding, ding, ding myself because uh, if you go to Vegas Insider and you look at my totals article for this week, uh, you know, I've mentioned I've got to pick one under, one team total, and one over. And that was my over. No doubt about it. We will see you again on your show, but you won't see us uh, on this show. So I want to wish you, first of all, thank you very much for, for your all your help this year. And looking forward to you having a wonderful holiday season. Of course, we'll talk, but when we will see you again uh, soon in January. I appreciate it, Chaz. I'm looking for more betting and more marijuana to talk about. Yeah, well, I'm very, I'm very excited about incorporating Leaf and Low more into the show because uh, they've got a lot to say and they've got some really good opinions. And then, of course, uh, uh, the fact that uh, it's going to be Wana Brands all, all, all spring for us. We're looking forward to that. Sounds great. All right, buddy. We'll talk soon. Take it easy. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Oh. 
NFL. Let them know. Welcome to the last Saturdays in Canada here for 2022 on Wake and Bake. You know, every time I play that intro, Wes, I, I just, I love that intro. I love the song. I love the fact that before we know it, it it'll be summertime and I'll be at the pool and we'll be talking Canadian football. And so it's Saturdays in Canada from here on out. However, since uh, you actually called this year's Great Cup winner at a plus 400, if I remember correctly, you aren't going to pigeonhole yourself to just Canadian football. Because if I remember correctly, you were 7-1 last weekend and you pretty much did it on three or four different sports. Yeah, it was it was a great weekend. You know, I, I'm starting to read the form you know, pretty well for the NBA and, uh, you know, the NBA, it, it's it's very simple math and the flow of the games. But, yeah, we, we did really well uh, with our with our, our public picks last week. We went three and one in college and then we did another another five and one in the NFL. And, you know, the NFL, I, I spoke too soon because it was about to be, we, we had a no hitter. Oh, I remember. Yeah, you were going you thought you were going to sweep the board. And then what what game was that? What was it? Was it Kansas City or, uh, you know, it might have been. Yeah, and was, in fact, it was it yeah. was the Kansas City game. Then and, and you know they had that big lead, and then Joe Burrow did Joe Burrow things, and yeah. uh, you know that team is is well. It's funny because the Kelsey's Kelsey's fumble it was a fumble, no doubt about it. However, if that was a purse, and you were on the streets of Chicago, right? That was close to being a felony because there was four grown men pulling at the ball, and it just sooner or later it came came out. You know, they they got him, and and you know, as a Chiefs fan, you can't be mad at Kelsey because it's probably a hundred to one the amount of times he's on the right side of things versus something like that. The guy just doesn't make mistakes, and that didn't lose him the game, but that certainly felt like a turning point. I mean, you, you, well, they had the lead, they had the ball. When you have yeah. the lead and you have the ball, football is a pretty easier game to play. There's no doubt and, about and, it. And Cincinnati plays against the Chiefs differently than any other team. And the biggest difference I noticed was they, they play to win. A lot of teams come out against the Chiefs who now have the number three rush defense in football because they were smart enough to build their defense that way, knowing that that's how teams were going to try and stop them. Uh, but Cincinnati's playing to win. They're not trying to run the ball and kill the clock. They were throwing the ball. They're, they're on at third and one, and all they got to do is bleed out the clock, and they're throwing the ball because they don't want to give Mahomes the ball back. They want, they're want they trying to score points. If I'm Cincinnati, I don't want to come to Arrowhead. I don't want to come to Arrowhead in January, that's for sure. Well, well, what's going to happen now? Because, you know, every, every January we go to Las Vegas for our AFC-NFC weekend, and, of course, you're in usually Arrowhead for the game. Uh, what's going to happen uh, this year? Are they going to be able to get that home field advantage? Well, if if we were to break down the the AFC picture, I think that they're still sitting in a prime spot where where we're sitting right now. They're two seed, so they're going to host the first game. And at this point, I oh got I had it in front of me. Uh, at this point, it's looking like they would host. <laughs> I think that they would host the Dolphins, uh, either the Dolphins or the Jets. Like their chances there, the Dolphins would probably be a firework display. But if it's the Jets, I don't think the Jets can score enough points with them. So that would put them into the divisional round, you know. And and it, it's at this point you look at the playoffs, and and of course I'm a fan, so you got to take what I'm saying with you know with a grain of salt. But you look at all the different quarterbacks and all the different coach combinations, and and who's been there and. 
you know, outside of Cincinnati and the Chiefs, you know, that's kind of where you got to lean. So I think they can get there. Uh, they got some things they got to work out. Their defense is the best it's been out of all of these Mahomes teams. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to go to the first game. And I usually post my tickets and I post them for a real pie in the sky number. And if I wake up in the morning with a bigger bank account, I'm not going to the Chiefs game, but at least I, I'm going to buy something real good to smoke on the grill, that is. Don't get me wrong. You, you can wake and bake and, and barbecue. we got a good friend uh, at uh, a barbecue joint here in, in San Diego, and I always tell him, you know, this, this thing tastes good, but you guys stayed up all night making it, so it deserves to taste good, you know? Yeah, I gave that up. I got the Bluetooth electric smoker. You plug it in, you set the Bluetooth, it'll it'll ping me when we're ready and there you it. go. No doubt about it. All right, so let's uh, let's do this. Let's talk about uh, some games for this weekend. Yeah, there's there's a few of them. This year I I committed that that I'm going to I'm going to take notes and I'm going to go back and I'm going to look at what I've done and the different scenarios and you know in college uh, the, believe it or not, the, the two teams where I had the best record betting on or against them were Northwestern and Iowa. Northwestern won one game all season long, and every time I had a game involving them, we won it. We cashed a ticket. So uh, with the NFL, believe it or not, the best record that I have involves the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's either betting on or against them. So I'm, I'm looking at, at the Steelers game and weird line movement. 60% of the public tickets were on Baltimore. And, you know, it was initially two and a half. They announced, you know, the official official that Lamar was going to be out for the season. And, uh, you know, they're going to Pittsburgh. So the game started off Baltimore as a favorite. Now Baltimore's getting to uh, their backup and the style that he plays. Huntley plays a style of, of football that is very similar to Lamar. And now he's got a week to get ready to be QB one. I still like the Baltimore roster. Uh, and offense a lot better than I like Pittsburgh's offense. I, I think that Pittsburgh's quarterback can and will make mistakes. And I think that in this chess match, Baltimore has the upper hand at coaching just in the matchup. So I'm going to take the two points in the, in the divisional matchup. It's going to be a close one, but I'm I'm taking Baltimore in this spot. And, yeah, you know, there have been some games where Lamar Jackson has been at the detriment to the team late in the game. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see if maybe the younger kid, uh, you know, calms down and 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 uh, and he's been but he's been around a few years now. And he's not a, he's not a rookie or anything. No, he he's he's not a rookie, and he's been on this team for a while, so he knows the playbook. But but to your point, Lamar Jackson has made some mistakes, and late in the game, he's he's found it difficult to score points when they when they when they start to slide. I mean, they've given up. I mean, it's been made very public, and it's pretty visible what what's happened to them late in games and giving up leads, but there might be some value. At least I'm betting that there's going to be some value in a cautious QB two coming in and sticking to a good game plan and, and, and not wanting to make the mistake or, or press it down the field. You know, Lamar's playing for a contract too. He bet on himself and he just lost. Yeah. You want to talk about losing a big bet. He is unprotected. And, and, you know, he was, he thought he was worth 200 million. He ain't going to get it now. Yeah. No doubt about it. I, I know how you know how you expect to live on a hundred mil. I mean, really, Poor guy. kids are going to be wearing used bibs. You know, stains are already on the bibs and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> hey, when we when we come back from break, we're going to get some more winners from Blackhawk West here on Saturdays in Canada with on Wake and Bake, eh?
Welcome back to Saturdays in Canada with Black Hawk West here on Wake and Bake. West, did you did you get it all swept up into the world? cup frenzy i didn't on black friday you know i i was running around chasing a, a you know really limited release beer as i do every black friday and you know we ended up having a happy hour somewhere and the game was on and and of course i'll cheer for usa against any country in a in a coin flip or a chess match so the game was on and you know I, i'm not following it very much it's an exciting thing but you know when you usa's out and you know i'm i'm kind of out i'm I'm paying attention to who's still left. And World Cup is going to be in Kansas City uh, the, the next time around. So geographically, I have a little bit more of an interest in in it in a few years. But soccer is, there's a lot of ooh and ah, and then nothing happens. Our family has really gotten into it. My, you know, of course, my son is going to Brazil and he'll be there uh, for, if they, they win another match, he'll be there for at least the semis, I think, or the finals. Um, and then, of course, anytime Brazil's in a soccer game, they've got a chance to win a soccer game. That's pretty much. Uh, and the USA, you know what? They, they are. They're kids. And you could see it on the, you could see it. You could see it on the field. I mean, it's no different than when Brigham Young plays San Diego State. You could see the difference between a grown man who's gone on a mission for two years and has got a two-year-old daughter and a, and a nice year old sophomore you know the biggest difference in where the united states sits and the rest of the world is in the united states the best athlete the best athletes that we have they go to major universities and then they end up playing in the nba or the nfl and and they end up doing it for absurd dollar amounts some of them are even getting paid in college now but when you go to a country like brazil or argentina or portugal it looks like the netherlands is is you know got a got a pretty good team at this point in the cup but the best athletes in those countries are playing soccer football if you listen earlier on the show with hector and soccer time i said you know what if they did the santa claus movies at in the, the very end when they're trying to save chris oh no it was fred claus that's what it was fred claus it was the fred claus movies they would be they wouldn't be making hula hoops and baseball bats they'd be making hula hoops and soccer balls there's no oh, doubt about funny. it all right let's give us another one here i got two of them and they're both first half plays the first one i'm looking at is the minnesota detroit game both teams have atrocious defenses and Detroit you talk about a team that's on the come I mean they are, they are scoring points and Minnesota is happy to let you score points this game is too close to call it's a division game I think the number at two points is exactly where it belongs regardless of which side you're on um, you know I would lean more towards Minnesota on the game but that's not my play I'm gonna take Detroit for the first half over 12 and a half I think that they will score two touchdowns they'll possibly have 10 points on the board in the first quarter I think I think that that's an easy one, and you've said it. The best part about team totals is there's no way to lose them once you win that over. Yeah, well, we had uh, last week with the uh, Detroit game, that was one of my plays on my Vegas Insider article, and they went over in the first half of the game. That is this, when you win, and it, really, what's the only bet you can win in the first half is the over the for over. the game. That's the only one. You can't win the under. You can't win the team teams you can win totals and, and over is the only one all right so yeah so because that is an nfc east game which of course normally for you is a is a, is a no touchy it is and and it still is I, I i will not touch the outcome of of the of the victory on either side but th this number it just doesn't i mean i'm in the business of being in business and i just look at this and if you if you look at the the points on both teams the giants are averaging 20 points the Eagles are averaging 28.2. The Eagles are lighting it up in the first half. What I, 
where I feel like the Eagles are going. So the number is 13 and a half first half. That's my play. It's minus 135, which isn't the greatest, but that doesn't matter if you cash it. I feel like the Giants offense is going to be so bad against the Eagles defense that they're going to get some extra opportunities. And so we're just looking for two touchdowns in the first half. That's really what we're looking for out of Detroit. We're looking for uh, out of out of Philly. The point spread is at seven. It's a wild number to me in, in a division matchup. There's a handful of numbers like that in divisional matchups this week. This is a really scary week. You look at the Jets and Buffalo, and that's a 10-point spread in weather. We're going to have some weather in Buffalo. Uh, I don't know if it's going to it's going to be active at kickoff, but it looks like snow. So your, I, your Chiefs are on that list of division games with big spreads too. Nine and a half points. That's that's a big number, and it's not a big number because the Chiefs can't score the points. Uh, you know, Denver's got a really respectable defense. That's the only thing that's keeping them from getting blown out every game. And with the Chiefs, it always comes down to do they feel like it. Want to thank you for all all your support this twenty twenty two. It was a crazy year, but uh, appreciate very much both you and John from GMF Sports and want to wish you a happy holidays and your family and uh, you know, we will of course talk but just not in front of a camera and, uh, and then we'll pick it up again in January yeah always be cashing have a great right, day I want some more I know a guy I want some more I know a guy I want some more I know a guy Welcome to more Winners with Mo here on Wake and Bake Mo. Thanks again for joining us. This, of course, is our final show of 2022, though you and I will probably talk through text and stuff. This is the the last time this year we will uh, have a camera in front of you. Uh, So we want to thank you again for all your help this year. And as always, uh, you're without a doubt one of the most knowledgeable guys I know. So why don't we do this? Why don't we get, get the people some winners? Yeah, man, that'd be awesome. Uh, I'm glad to uh, knock out, hopefully, another week of winners. Yeah, uh, so you said uh, you want to talk Tampa Bay, San Francisco? Sure. This one's an interesting game because without Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously in this game, we saw Tom Brady take the last couple minutes to win the game uh, for Tampa last week. Didn't play very good up until then against New Orleans. So it's going to be very interesting to see what Tom Brady comes with this week. we got two teams that are battling for a playoff position uh, in different divisions. The 49ers still have a fantastic team. They're a team that can definitely run the ball very well. Uh, we'll have to see how well they'll be able to pass the ball this week without Jimmy Garoppolo. But uh, they sustained it and were fine last week. And then Tampa Bay, they've struggled to run the ball some. Uh, they struggled on defense. They've struggled in a lot of areas, but they can tended to uh, win football games. I like San Francisco again, even without Jimmy Garoppolo. I think their defense is stifling. Uh, I think they can run the ball still very well. I'm going to take San Francisco uh, to uh, to win this football game. I looked at the stats. My son came in last week because they were they did a prime time. They were in prime time. I forget what game it was, but it was prime time, right? The Tampa Bay last week. Yeah, New Orleans. And, yeah, he said he says. So what does the data show from our Easy Sports data? And it shows it shows that they're under. Games have been under every single game. They are like in the first half in the game this year. They're like twenty and three. Under the number, they're just not scoring. All right, so what we're going to do is we're we're going to uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the New York Jets Buffalo game and the Philly New York Giants game, and these all three games are are 
or, or early playoff games, really, if you think about it. You're listening to more Winners with Mo here on Wake and Bake. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to more Winners with Mo. Talking to, to Billy Elvis on Saturday. I had a couple weeks off from him. It's always nice. Um, and, and some some of the times I'll, I'll listen to you, uh, but as you know, it's usually like 5.30 in the morning here, so sometimes I don't. But let's look at a couple more games that have playoff possibilities. Let's talk about the Jets and Buffalo. Yeah, it's uh, been a wild ride at quarterback for the Jets this year. Uh, you know, we're in the Mike White era now. Uh, Zach Wilson continues to sit on the bench. Uh, you know, the fact that we're talking about either one of the New York teams at the end of the year uh, is amazing at this point, but the uh, the Jets have been okay. Uh, you know, this is a game that they won earlier this year uh, against Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo's a little bit different team than they were then. Uh, I think there's still a lot of people Super Bowl favorites. Uh, they're still in the Odell Beckham sweepstakes. No Von Miller now on the defense for Buffalo. Uh, so you're going to want to uh, see who steps up in that role and becomes the uh, leader of that defense. Uh, but at the end of the day, you still got Josh Allen. Uh, you know, and for the Jets, they're a scrappy football team, no matter who's a quarterback. Uh, they can run the football. They can get it downfield. Uh, they've got a pretty decent uh, defense still as well. I think this game's going to be closer uh, than what we think, even with Mike White at quarterback. I am going to... Uh, Oh, man, this is a tough one. I'm going to take the Jets and take the points. If you looked at last week, right, they were getting points against Minnesota, a good team, and they played hard to the very, very end of that game. And if you play hard to an end of the game and and you score any points in the end and you're getting 10, you're probably going to cover. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that really needs a leader, a quarterback, and they need somebody to emerge uh, to be that quarterback. Uh, You know, obviously they haven't been happy with uh, with Zach Wilson, who was their early draft pick, but Mike White can throw the football. It looks like the team gets uh, supports him, and like you said, they played hard to the very end that's i think i think the jets and the points are, are, are going to be the, my call this week and you did mention that we're talking about both new york teams and they're both winning they both have winning records i, I don't know i'm old i don't remember the last time that happened so the, the the do they have a shot against philly they're hosting them i think so they're a team that uh you know can can run the football i i worry about the giants a little bit uh on defense their defense wasn't fantastic last year they they've been a lot better this year uh, but, you know, you look at those receivers for Philadelphia, uh, especially A.J. Brown, who torched his little team uh, so bad in the Titans last week uh, that we saw uh, them get rid of their general manager who made that A.J. Brown trade. Uh, Devontae Smith has been fantastic, super fast as well at receiver. Uh, they've got, a, you know, a trio of running backs that can run the football. They're such a good team. I think that the the Giants can hang with them for a while. I don't know. Uh, unless, uh, you know, Saquon is 100% healthy and can run that football, uh, you know, and keep, uh, you know, keep that Philly offense on the, on the bench. I just, I think this Philadelphia team's too tough. I'm going to lay the points and I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles to uh, win this game this week. They've just been taken off right out of the gate and, and starting fast and just, you know, they've stunk it up in the second half pretty consistently this year. But when you've got a 21 to three lead at halftime, you know, you can get away with stinking it up in the second half. Yeah, you sure can. Uh, I just think this team's getting stronger and stronger as the year goes on. And they look so good last week against Tennessee. So darn good. It's hard to really bet, uh, really bet against them right now. 
uh, you know, they're getting geared up for the playoffs and they look really, really good. So I, I think the Eagles are going to be your play this week. No doubt about it. All right, man. Uh, as always, thank you for your time. Want to wish you and your family a wonderful holiday season. You got a little one. When you got a little guy in the house, it's uh, the holidays are just a little better, aren't they? It is. It's so much fun, man. I appreciate Merry Christmas to uh, you and your family. Uh, we'll talk again soon. Hey, thanks again for joining us here on Wake and Bake. Listen to what these guys say. You're going to find a lot of winners. You're going to cash a lot of tickets and have a wonderful holiday season. We'll see you again next year. Always be cashing. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.